Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real-life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome back to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. This week, we're going to be talking about releasing our grip on negative thoughts. I I don't know about you, but I, for some reason, love to hold on for dear life to my negative thoughts. I don't know what what it is. It's like I I want to, I don't know, I want to stay in those thoughts or I want to let them loop in and, you know, back and forth. And when I try to think about positive things, sometimes it's almost like I have this argument with myself to try to remain in that state with those negative thoughts, which is crazy if we think about it logically, right? Because we don't want the negative thoughts to be taking over or to really essentially be there, but yet there they are. So this week, my guest is Dr. Wayne Purnell, and we're going to be talking about this. He's got a lot of experience in this area. So I'm really interested to hear his perspective, his thoughts, and even solutions that we can start to incorporate into our lives to to stop this habit of holding on to dear life to our, our negative thoughts. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and I will see you on the other side. I want to welcome Dr. Wayne Purnell to the Create What You Speak podcast. I'm Wayne, I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to be talking about releasing your grip from negative thought patterns. And before we start, I just want to give the audience just a little bit of information about you, and then we're going to get right into this because I know we have a lot to talk about. But your background is so impressive. You're a breakthrough success coach, uh, one of the world's top mindset coaches and speakers. You're a seasoned global leadership advisor. You've helped thousands of entrepreneurs, executives. You're a number one international best-selling author, noted relationship expert. You've been on TEDx stages. You're a member of the Forbes Business Council. There's a documentary being made about your speaking career. You've been on Amazon Prime, ABC, NBC, Entrepreneur, Forbes, and probably many other things that I'm missing here. But uh, your background is just so impressive, and and I'm just so excited to have you on the show this week. Welcome. (laughs) Every, Every time I hear my bio, I'm like who's that like right. and it's like I yeah it's because I just don't stop right it's yeah. uh, there's so there's so many lives to touch and so many ways that we can lift each other so yeah it is uh thanks for having me Sloan it's it's really yeah. great to be here yeah I love that how you said that there's so many lives to touch because that's been the core of my podcast and, and the intention has always been to positively change the lives of everybody who listens and having conversations like this and um, sharing perspectives and, you know, being able to do that is not only is it exciting and fun, but to me, it's like, like, I love, like, I can't stop doing this because I love doing it so much. It's who you've become, right? It's, and and that's, we're going to talk about this a little bit. It's who you've become deliberately, right? It's not an accident that you choose to lift others and you lift others around you. And it's not an accident that, you know, the audience, as our listening or viewing audience, that you're here because you choose to be lifted and you right. choose to resonate that and, and, and make ripples of your own in a positive way. So it, it's just recognize that positivity is a deliberate activity. That's so true. And I know for me, that started that intention of who I wanted to become started probably six years ago. Now it was, uh, I was at a point in my life where I, I couldn't 
live the way I was living anymore. Something had to change. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how to do it. But all I knew is I couldn't stay where I was anymore because I was too far into the pain. Mm. And so becoming intentional about living and making those decisions as well is, uh, you know, I almost kind of forget about that, <laughs> but it's yeah. like, you forgot about like, who is that when you're reading your bio, right? It, it's sometimes um, it, it, the intention part, I think is who I've become as well. And, and I'm sure it's the same for you. I think that's really true. You know, we all have a place where we did what it's what I call a bounce, right? It's, you know, for a lot of people, it's oh, hit rock bottom and this will never happen again. And, and for some people, it's, that's not far enough, you know, before I change. Oh, no, that's not far. Oh, now I'm ready to change. For other people, it's like, this is just a really intolerable way. Like, I, I choose to level up from here. And you don't have to make your life horrible in order to have your bounce. Mm-hmm. Just take an inventory of what's going on for you and how do you want to level up. I have my own bounce story and and I might talk about, I call it my pizza story. And I, yeah, let's talk about it. When you say the bounce story, are you talking about like bouncing off from the terrible place you're in to something? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when I was 42, I had a good amount of success behind me. I was feeling good. I was out there. I was doing, um, you know, my, my, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go into psychology in the seventh grade. Somehow I'd seen this, um, I'd seen this, uh, uh, what is a career day, yeah. uh, right? And the psychologist came and he spoke to us and I'm like, oh, you can help people by just talking to them. Like this was everything. That was great. Right. And it's not very many 12 year olds, right? Seventh grade that, that know, like, that's my, that's my calling. That's where I want to go. And I ended up uh, following that path and realized that in, uh, in graduate school, People were getting, oh, so serious. And we must begin with your mother and your father. And it was, it's like, that is not that. I was thinking about something got you here. Like you've survived bad stuff. Something got you here. So do we have to begin with way back? And sometimes we do. Um, and, And, and so it was in my practice I ended up starting a practice and uh I got I got called by a guy who says uh you've helped me and my wife thank you right and I'm like that's awesome and he uh he goes on to explain I'm not calling you about that I need you to help me and my vice president and I'm like that's awesome also so I I'd never done like taken couples work into a business setting or family work into a business setting. And I'm giving you a a little more background before I get to my pizza story. And this is how like I took a left turn out of what I call is the left turn from psychology, like the straight psychology practice, because I ended up taking this into business. And I began working with this president and his vice president. And we talked about values. We talked about communication styles. We talked about strategy. And because we were talking about values, who are you now? And, and is that, are those the values of the company? And they started to set a strategic direction based on what they could see. 
And about the fourth time I showed up, the line staff was out front applauding my arrival. Yay, you're here. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, I will work with you guys. And they're like, right. and they point up and they're like, yeah, but you've helped them, you know, the, them. And, uh, and because they're talking better together, they've also told us what direction we're headed. And you, by being there with them, have made our lives easier. Thank you. So I'm like, that's awesome. I began doing focus groups with line staff, middle management, senior management, connecting all the bridges. And and from there, I got into leadership development. And that was about 35 years ago. Well, I had a good amount of success behind me. And I also realized I wasn't really, truly happy in my life. Like there were a lot of things going wrong. I was was at a point where... um, my relationship wasn't great. My marriage, my uh, financial status wasn't great. We were looking at potential bankruptcy. Um, uh, the job job because I had done consulting on my own, but I also had for st- security and stability. I'd also had a job, and that was on shaky ground. And I like a lot of things were upside down, and. I just, I was around in my early forties. I needed to get away and I went to my brother's house. He is 12 years younger. Jeff lived in Nevada at the time. I'm based just outside of San Francisco and I flew to visit him. And, you know, you have to wind back the clock because I'm going to give you some references. I'm sitting on his uh, living room rug, pulling at the strands of shag carpeting right? So that tells you how long ago it was. And he's, Jeff, being 12 years younger, could never really help me growing up. So when I chose his place to go to, to sort my head out, he was excited. And he's like, brother, brother. It wasn't like, hey, Wayne, how are you doing? It was like, brother, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, And he goes, it's almost like a little, uh, I describe him like a little Labrador puppy at that point what do you want to do? We should do something. He was trying to make me happy. Right. So jolly me out of this thing. And I'm like, I am just like rocking back and forth doing the, doing the, I am just trying to be depressed kind of stuff. Yeah. Let me sit here in my depression. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to like, yeah. So pulling at the strands of, of this white shag carpeting and, and he goes, I'll tell you what, do you want to get a pizza? Let's get a pizza. And he's like, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, pizza. Good. Let's go get a pizza. And he's like, I'll order one. And he bounces into the kitchen and he, this is the, the timeline reference. He picks up a phone book, <laughs> flips through. He uses his cordless phone to dial. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it was, actually, it was the yellow big yellow cord corded phone on the wall of the kitchen okay with yep. a big long cord that stretched <laughs> yeah. right so yeah. he up and then he starts to dial in the numbers and he calls to me from the kitchen I'm in the living room and he says hey Wayne what do you like on your pizza and this is why I call it my pizza story because he was ordering a pizza and I said no I don't know pineapple and olives He's like, that's cool. All right. And he starts to dial and or punch in numbers. And it was at that point that I burst into tears. And he looks at me like, like he hangs up the phone, he closes the phone book and he comes over and he puts his arm around me and he says, "Um, it's just a pizza. (laughs) 
there's so much more here. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not just a pizza. I said, look, you asked me a question that no one, no one has ever asked me before. He's like, what? He goes, you asked me what I like on my pizza. And I gave you the answer that was the easy answer. The answer that was like, I had three kids. They would not argue if they got pineapple and olives. I want this. I want that. I want this. It was the compromise. Mm -hmm. It was the easy go along to get along answer. And I had given him the go along to get along answer. And I realized in that moment that if that was the answer I gave, if I gave him go along to get along to a small question, like, what do I like on my pizza? Yeah. What about the big choices in my life? What about the big questions? And it was at that moment that I was like, oh my God, this must change. This must change. And that was my bounce. And so from there, I mean, I began to write. I have five books out there now. I I realized I began working with people in, in larger groups and finding out that I wasn't the only one that had gone along to get along. That yeah. This was something that people have done just to live miserably. It's like you almost accept the misery, right? Be afraid to get out of the misery. Yes. That's what I found in a lot of my places, like, you know, where I've been at those low places is I was afraid to leave the misery because the misery was so comfortable and I knew what I was going to get in it. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. You, you know, you know, the, place of it's it's okay I can tolerate it yeah I can I I know what to expect it's not great but I can tolerate it and if I change what might happen and and there are all kinds of these negative thinking kind of the thoughts that just can bury you because in that state you never think well if I change like how great can my life be? Right. Right. It's in that place that you go, ah, I'll just, you know, another day, I'll just go along and get along. I, I, I don't need to do anything different today. And this is, this is the wake up call. Like, you know, your show is all about how to break this. And I think this is so important, Sloan, that, that it's a reminder. Let, let today be the reminder that, your life can be incredible and you only need to do one small thing to make it different. Like any kind of small change where you think just that bit differently, you're going to be training your subconscious that it's safe. It's safe to think bigger and there is no more going along to get along. And by the way, I like everything on my pizza. I'm not a fan of barbecue chicken on my pizza, but just, that said, it's like, ah, the world. You, you got to make a decision. Yeah. And so, you know, that's why I wanted to talk, call this episode releasing your grip from those negative thoughts, because that to me has been how I have dealt. I don't dealt isn't the word. It's been how I've experienced times like you're talking about yeah. where those negative thoughts would I, you know, called them, they were on a loop, like a, a oh, yeah. continual re replay in my mind, right. Going around in my mind and they're on that loop and I'm gripping on to every single one of them as they pass by as truth, as if they're truth. And 
in doing so I'm keeping myself small. I'm staying in this space of compromise. Like you're talking about, I'm staying unhappy. I'm trying to pretend I'm not, but I am. And I'm not letting myself live that, that, that was for me, the bot, what I, I always felt like, and I have felt like that since, and I've, it's a little easier for me to identify now, but I felt like when I was doing that, that like you're talking about with the compromise that I was living life on the sidelines and I was waiting for my real life to begin. Yeah. And finally I got to the point where I was like, this is it. This is the life. So yeah. it begins now, right? It's now it's happening. So you're, what are you you're in it, about? right? You're in it. So yeah. you can observe it. You can watch other people do to you and go, well, you know, that wasn't so bad. It's like, what are you tolerating? Right. What are you tolerating versus what do you desire? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's huge. Once you realize that you can dare to desire yeah. that becomes compelling. Yeah. And that you can have it because one of the things I also noticed with myself, with my negative thought patterns was that I, I was setting my, my expectations on what I thought I could have, not what I really wanted. And those two things couldn't have been farther apart. What I wanted was way over here. What I thought I could have was way back here. And it was also until I, you know, decisions play a big part in this too, making the decision that I'm going to go after this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this thing that I maybe right now don't think I can have, but until I found, until I made the decision, nothing was really going to change for me. The decision point was where I, I even felt the shift internally. I could feel my body change internally. Yeah. So can I offer you some coaching? Please do. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm ready. Yes. <laughs> so, and this is great because uh, you're using language that, uh, that a lot of people use, right? I'm going to, I'll start with um, anything that you want to let go of. You put it in the past tense. That's, that's one of the first key things. So, um, you know, I always do this. I always have that. I always stop myself. I, I, you know, I never think this way or never, or I always think that I can. And it's like, nope. I used to think that way. Yeah. Right. I used to think that way. You talked about decisions, Sloan. That's, that's exactly what it is. As of right now, boom, right now, that's past tense. I used to do that. Yeah. This moment, I'm different. The other thing is uh, be careful with possessive pronouns. My negative thoughts, they are not a pet, right? If you've got an illness, oh, my cold, I have a cold. It's like, no, no, you don't have it. And it's not your cold. It's not your negative thoughts, unless you want to turn them into a pet. Why don't you name them, Um, right? They are the negative thoughts that come through. It is the virus. It is like separate yourself from that, whatever that that you're letting go of. And right in the name of the podcast, right? So uh, releasing your grip, when you open your, if you've got a tight grip and you open your hands, you're opening to possibility, right? right? So recognize that too, that that, uh, the, the language you use has in the past up to this point kept you stuck. Now, boom, you get a choice. What are you opening to? Opening to possibility, opening to goodness, opening to... Um, to the vitality that you can actually step into and let people think what they want about you. Right. You know, 
the, what you're saying right there is so first on the the illness what you were talking about i i totally agree with that that is something i've heard people say over the years and i always question that why are you calling it my yeah sickness whatever the sickness is and you pointing that out to me saying that my negative thoughts is yeah. is so true cuz that was i um, you, I'm going to be watching my language now throughout yeah. the rest of the show. So if I say so, if I, if I go back, I got you, way, I have you, I have you, yes. like, this is all about growth, right? So, yes. you know, we, and this is real life growth, right? We didn't practice this ahead of time. This is, this is real life, changing your life, changing exactly. your, 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 um, patterns in the show, create what you speak. I mean, we create in our lives, what we speak. So me saying my negative thoughts keeps those negative thoughts with me. I'm right. like you're saying, and I'm carrying they, them around. They like used little... to up to this point. They did. Yes. Up <laughs> until this point. Exactly. And I, I um, ha, so when you were also talking about, um, you know, wanting to let go and wanting to leave those things in the past, that's also where I found with one of my decisions, decision points was deciding that, that that was no longer me. I was no longer that person that lived on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm this person. And what I actually started to do was I would write pages and pages and pages in my journal of this is how my day is. I wake up this way. I go through my day with this energy. You know, I was creating yes. that version of myself and I was intentional with it and I didn't stop. And actually for me, I've done earlier shows on this, uh, but I've, it's been a little bit since I've talked about it. I mean, my life changed like that, that, that yeah. three months, three months, yeah. life was completely different. It was almost like the, the world changed so fast. My mind couldn't even keep up with it. I couldn't process it because it happened well, so fast. Yeah, this is, it's great. One of the things you just did, you, you talked about making it present tense, right? Yeah. So, so in an earlier story, you were telling, you were saying something like, well, I'm going to be this way. I'm going to do this. It's like, you talk about it in terms of it is now, right? I am this way. I have I this much money. I have this, this kind of relationship. I have this car. Uh, this house, this, uh, you know, it's like this job, whatever it is that you are in the process of, of drawing to you speak in the now, right? Yeah. Because it's one, it's a, it's a repeated declaration for yourself. And two, you let go of tolerating, uh, you know, the, the flat I live in is it's fine. You know, it's good. Yeah. Someday I'm going to have a bigger house. I'm going to, it's like going to is what, 20 years down the road, 40 right. years down the road. It's like, I have a bigger house. I don't know where it is yet. Like, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I have it. It's in my, it's like, I have it. I have the car. I have the bank account. I have the relationship, right? So it, it may not be in your awareness yet. You are opening to it releasing your yeah. negative thoughts releasing right and, grip. Mm -hmm. and, and releasing your grip and you're drawing it to you and basically becoming aware that it's right in front of you and that that statement i am is so powerful right because we're going to believe whatever comes after it and using this language and being very aware of that of, of it of what you say after i am 
forces you to get really clear about what it is that you do want. Yeah. Because if you're paying attention, you're, you're not saying I am things that you don't want. You're right. saying I am the things that I do want. So what are those things? You make right? the declaration, right? It's like, uh, and, and so many people will talk in terms of the negative. Well, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to have all these yeah. bills. I don't want, and it's like, well, okay, so what do you want? Well, I don't want this. I don't want that. It's like, well, what do you want? So I am wealthy. I am loving. I am present. I am like, what do you want? And the way I explain this is like, if you go, if I, if I had you think about animals in a zoo and you could think about any animal you wanted, but not a polar bear, you could think about any animal, but not a polar bear. You have to think about the polar bear first in order to think about the not polar bear. Right. Right. And so if I said, I want you to think about tigers, just tigers, like all the different kinds of tigers, think about tigers. It's the same as I want you to think about positivity. Right. Because if you go, I want you to think about eliminating negativity. It's like, okay, let me categorize negativity in my head. Think about that. And then I can eliminate it. That's a lot of mental energy. It's like, I, you know, I want to eliminate negativity. No, I want to be drawn to and focus on positivity. So, you know, you're going to look at all the different tigers. Like, what are all the ways you could be positive in the world and positive for yourself? Yeah. And I am definitely. It's like, I'm, I'm not feeling like it right now. It's like, ta-da, you just made that a declaration versus I am going to take the uh, breath and sit up straight and and walk to you know my computer and reach out to somebody I haven't reached out to in a while. That's the I am declaration. I am taking action. I am living in the world bigger than I ever have. It's fabulous, right? You start doing that. You train Again, this is about training your subconscious. Yeah. The training and getting the not giving up because it does, at least, you know, in my experience, you know, sometimes we can say things that we don't believe after I am. Mm-hmm. And then we want to, well, this doesn't work or this is, you know, why am I doing this? You know, that kind of stuff. What, what advice do you have for people that, that have been through that? Uh, yeah. So there's a lot of rationalizations, you know, there's a saying that people will fight for their limitations. Yeah. Yes. I can't do that because it's like, you know what? If you truly desire something, then, you know, you're basically, you have a desire because you can actually do it because it's actually in you. I have never desired to be a pro basketball player. Mm -hmm. I've never desired that. Um, And so I didn't follow that path. I have desired to lift people up. I have desired to write a book or two, or now five, and a sixth <laughs> one's in the works. Like the, so, oh, I could never is, oh, you have never. And there's a difference. I could never do that. Well, the fact that you have a thought about even wanting it means you can. Yeah. Right. It means yeah. you can. I've, you know, and so people are like, well, that's ridiculous. I, you know, I want to drive a race car. Awesome. There are places where you can go to drive a race car. Right. Then you get to choose, is that a path you really want to take? Because you could get better. It's not something that's been in on my desire list. I am, it is, that is not an I am for me. Right. Right. So really think about if you have this strong desire or even a little ache of a desire, most people, most people don't even 
let themselves dare to desire. And a lot of the work that I do is to let people dream again. If, if you want something, it is there. And I'm not talking about lusting after something. I'm I'm like desire is the city, which is of the stars. Mm -hmm. And if you have this, if you are drawn to something, it's because there is something calling you towards it as much as it is being like called to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a mutual energy. It, There's it, something there energetically. It yeah. totally is. So, so honor that, right? Honor that. Yeah. How can you yeah. take a step today towards that? And it's like, well, I could never learn French. You know, languages have always been hard. It's like, well, when was the last time you did? a French lesson and learned a French word or, you know, learn to cook or learn to play guitar or learn to, or took a a step toward traveling to that place that you wanted to, to go, keep it in your consciousness and take a step toward it every day. And dare to dream. Like you're saying, like what you hear so far, take what you've learned and invest in yourself with the create what you speak Academy. Visit createwhatyouspeak.com to learn more. Now back to the show. The interesting thing I found about negative thought patterns for me is I didn't really realize at first that they were negative thought patterns. I thought they were facts. I just believed them to be true. And, And it wasn't until I started being really intentional about thinking about my life, thinking about those things I wanted, thinking about how I wanted my life to go. Yeah. That I started to realize, well, wait a minute. I've been telling my thing, myself things like I can't learn French for, you know, that wasn't one for me, but very similar situation. For me, it was that I couldn't have the relationship that I wanted. That was my, my on repeat. And that I'm always going to be alone. That, that was my, I've talked about that extensively on the show. That's been my like core you up until yourself, now, up until now, your, right? Exactly. That has you made been, yourself unlovable, basically. Right. And, and that's it, a worthiness issue, right? I'm not worthy of love is a, is a huge thing that a lot of people carry with them. Right. And until that shifts, it's like, oh, I am worthy of love and I'm worthy right. of loving. And now I have the power to love others and I'm willing and able to receive. And, and, and that is a huge mindset shift too. That is for sure. And that, that belief in those took a lot of unlearning to, yeah. to be able to even accept what you're talking about. Right. And I think with, with, with negative thought patterns, it's worth for the listeners paying attention to your thoughts, to see, are you taking things as facts that are just old stories on repeat that you've picked up somewhere along the way that you no longer need? Because part of the dreaming for me also became letting go of thoughts that allowed space for the dream. That's exactly right. Right. You, you (laughs) you clean out the, the dusty attic of those boxes that you were storing for some day and suddenly you have space for the right stuff. Yeah. Totally, totally accurate. Yeah. The Um, mental energy wasn't used being used, fighting myself on the negative thoughts anymore. Cause that's a lot of mental. I can remember feeling it, you know, at my old job, I used to drive, I used to commute 45 minutes one way and I would exhaust myself on that commute fighting with myself 
over these negative thoughts. Yeah. I would have a mental argument every morning specific it's really towards the end when I before I moved to Nashville it was it was it was pretty bad that and by the time I got to that job I would be sitting there just mentally like I, I don't have anything left because I spent all my energy you know trying to fight myself and then I'd have to go get you know eat something or have some sort of caffeine to build my you know to try to get myself moving and it just set this pattern of of just chain reaction of, uh, of negative things that I was doing that were not helping me. They were yeah. not getting me anywhere close to my goals. Yeah. And, and you'd convinced yourself that you didn't have anything left. Yeah. Right? Instead of asking the question, what do I have left? Right. Which yeah. is, oh yeah, the, that's a good right? one. It's the assumption that I do have something left. Yeah. It's you hated that job so much, which is very interesting, right? That you convinced <laughs> yourself that you were going to be exhausted by the time you got there. And and that was, you know, people hate their lives without. That's setting. what I got. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's like, so, so change something. I, uh, it's an uncomfortable thing. Sloan, you step out of your comfort zone. There's a, there's a riddle I have. And that is, do you know what happens if you don't step out of your comfort zone? Nothing. That's the answer, nothing, right? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's exactly <laughs> the answer. Nothing. Nothing changes. Nothing happens. If you don't step out of your comfort zone, nothing happens. And so I, there was a period of time uh, when I was in grad school. You know, I was going through, I was getting my doctorate. I, there were five of us living in a house in San Francisco. And my bed was like a foot and a half from my desk and tiny little thing. And I would basically get up, have food, go to school, come back, uh, work on, on whatever homework assignments, have food, go to bed, get up. Right. That was my life. And I realized that my life was getting pretty small at that point too. And I pushed myself and I did this thing because I, I pushed myself in different ways. Um, I wrote on a four by six, five by seven card, whatever it was like this and yeah. it was bright orange letters. And it was a four letter word ending in K. And I wrote this four letter word ending in K and I posted it on the uh, threshold of my door. So it would be the last thing I would see going out into the world. And the four letter word ending in K is risk. Risk. I taught myself to risk, do one thing differently today. Do one thing differently today. Go talk to the professor, talk to the, talk to the uh, young woman in the, in the class that I had found interesting. Uh, go try a different food, go home a different way, go to school a different way. Like do one thing different out of your norm and you begin to expand your comfort zone with, and your tolerance yeah. for new, like, yeah. wow, I can accept new in my life. And again, this is about training your subconscious to not only accept it, but to begin to crave it. Like, I love that, you know? that accept that the willingness to accept new in your life. I know and it's funny you say that about one thing different. Cause I remember when I was in college telling my roommate that, that I was tired of the same routine. And so I would take different paths to class yes. to get a different perspective. Yes. And she was like, huh, I never thought of that. And I just remember you mentioned that. And I remember doing that. So I think I've always had some sort of curiosity about this, about that. There's, there's gotta be a better, or there's gotta be, there's something to that, you know, changing perspective. And 
you know, what you talked about with the bouncing off your point with the pizza and, you know, not even really knowing what your favorite kind of pizza was. And I, I bet all the listeners now will think next time when they order pizza and, when, <laughs> and if they're, if they're just ordering for compromise. Um, but with the, with that, with that bouncing off and moving into something that was authentic to you mm-hmm. and then talking about this, pushing yourself and doing one thing different or accepting new in your life. You know, for me, what I found over the last year, ever since, you know, lockdowns and everything we've experienced that getting back out into the world was difficult. I was someone who traveled all the time. I was used to being gone all the time. I was used, you know, all of these different things. And then all of that stopped. And then I really questioned why I was doing those things. Did I really want to do those things as I moved forward? And the answer to a lot of them was no, I didn't want to do those things anymore. Right. <laughs> and, but I have found that I stay in my comfort zone. You did. You used to. I, <laughs> you got me again. You're right. I used to, up until this conversation, I used to stay in my comfort zone. Uh-huh. You've given me a perspective to think differently about that. And I love that because I didn't realize I was staying in my comfort zone until you mentioned that. Yeah. It's easy, right? It's easy. It's easy to, to not, it's easy to not grow for the sake of personal identity safety. Yeah. Right. If I grow, I become someone different. Well, your subconscious actually wants you to stay safe and doesn't want you to grow. And so your the, the will part of you says, no, no, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to grow. And that's why I say you train your subconscious that it is actually safe to try something new. You train yourself, you train your subconscious to follow through. Well, today's the day I'm going to do this. Then make today the day you're going to do this, right? Yeah. Versus, yeah. well, it was kind of hard. I, I, it was too hard to do. It's like, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. Okay. But it, it, in, I read something recently where a person commented on, it was like a meditation video. And the person commented that their intention was to stay faithful to themselves. They wanted to stay faithful to the goals that they had set to themselves for themselves. Right. And I think when we say we want things and we don't do them, then the question is, do we really want the thing that we say, or is it, are we not, are we just uncomfortable? And if we just do it a couple of times, it becomes easier that going through the uncomfortable phase of anything new, it's normal, right? Nobody walks into something for the most part, an expert or a, you know, the best at everything, but being willing, being understanding that I remember when I moved and I was going through that, that transition of moving from one state to another, leaving an old job, coming to a new job, all that. It was almost like a, like a funnel cloud tornado in the midst of that, you know, and nobody talked about the, as I was going through this, nobody talked about that part, the part where you have to leave things behind to have the new. And so I felt like I, at that point, then I felt like I was doing something wrong. And as I looked back at it afterwards, I, I, you know, I was telling myself, well, of course you had to experience that. You don't just as much as you want to, you don't just wake up in the new life, right? There's a transition into the new life and and that transition is, expect it. It's okay. It doesn't mean you've done it wrong. So when in in trying anything new, having that perspective takes the pressure off of you as well, because you, you understand there's a a process to it and you're, it's okay to go through the process. 
it's not only okay, it's necessary. Yeah, it's what right? it, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so think about this. My, my book, uh, it's, it's the first one that hit international bestseller status. I was really excited about that. Awesome, yeah. Dynamic yeah. Transitions, Dynamic Transitions. In that book, I talk about the values journey. So if you wind back the clock, if you think about who you were when you were 20, or even like, depending on your age, you may be, uh, for our audience that's listening, you may be in your 20s. So if you think about who you were 20 years ago, Mm -hmm. you're different than who you were 20 years ago. And what you valued then, you could go, "Eh, I I don't really need all that in my life. I don't really want all that in my life. You're different than who you were from who you were 20 years ago. You're different from who you were 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago. And if you allow yourself to think about it, you're different from who you were yesterday based on your experiences today. Mm -hmm. So, so this is an important concept because we often think about like, I have to let go of so much. And the truth is you already have, you already have right now. The, the work is to decide, decide, right? Who do you want to become, Mm -hmm. right? And so most people plan their vacations more than they plan who they're becoming in the next two to five years, right? Right. I want to be this person. Well, if that's the case, then today is the day that you start taking on those values and living into the values that that person of tomorrow has, right? So This is huge and, and transitions are messy, you know, out on social media, we see the highlight reels of people's lives looking so great. And we don't see the 98% of the mess that, that they had to go through to make their lives so great. Right. And that, that's a very good point about what we see, you know, on social media or other places that, uh, you know, isn't necessarily re- necessarily reality. And I know we all know that, but it's good to be reminded of that because it's uh-huh. easy to get swept up into thinking that everybody else is doing it better than you, or they've done it better than you. And, you know, whatever other and, negative thoughts we drum up at the moment. And that is, that is a negative thought to interrupt. If you find yourself comparing yourself to anyone else, there are two things to do. One is do I know everything about that person and what they've gone through to get to this place? That's the first question. The second question is about yourself. Am I better today than I was yesterday? Am I a better version of me? Am I choosing to grow? And if not, what am I going to do about it? And if so, can I congratulate myself and do something even bigger and better tomorrow? Right? So it's a choice. Like growth is a choice you know, it's that question or asking, do I know everything about that person? One of the things that when I was going through this with the negative changing, let me rephrase that. Um, when, when I was having those experiences of the thoughts that were really, really bad, you know, really taking yeah. over, yeah. I would actually in my mind, tell myself to stop. I would say the word in my mind, stop, nope, stop, yeah. stop, yeah. stop, you know, and then I would even say, that's not the direction we're going anymore we're going in. That's not the direction I'm going. I'm going this way. Good. And what I also would ask myself to help put things in perspective is, do I know, let me find my, it's right up here. My thing. Is that really true? And what other possibilities exist? That's what I would ask myself. Is it true is a beautiful question. 
is it true? Because it is one of the questions that I will ask of myself. Yeah. I will ask that of yeah. the clients that I work with. Is it true? Um, because the truth is that fear is a lie. The truth is that doubt is a lie, that shame is a lie. And so what is true? Well, what's true is that something bad might have happened and you have choice about how you process that and you have choice about your future direction. So Sloan, when you say, uh, I said out loud the word stop, it's awesome because I use a word for myself and that is a reset, mm-hmm. right? I use reset, reset. So, you know, I'm not immune to, to having the quote unquote bad day every day, uh, every, you know, every so often, right? The bad day every so often will show up. And, and so it's like, I am, I am powerful enough to make a choice. And so if the, if a thought comes through, um, I will go, mm, no, reset, reset. Yeah. What thought do I want instead, right? So, uh, so that every day I can have a better day. Every day is a better day than the day before. I grow into every day. I'm growing every day. I'm learning every day. I choose joy. I choose gratitude, right? There's I love a- that. Yes. I love that as a way to take control of those thoughts is having whatever the word is, you know, that yeah. awareness to stop yourself from the madness, <laughs> so, you yeah. know, cause it, it can get out of hand very easily and get somewhere that, um, we don't want to go. And I love that, that, that is, a it, it, for me, it was, I found it to be so helpful in, in my quest to continue to grow and, bring also being able to talk about it on the show with you have this even have real life coaching that we've just done is uh it's amazing that what we talk about here these aren't first off what we're talking about is free anybody can do this you're not you can tell yourself stop you can dream you can have your desires you can decide for yourself you know you this this isn't uh a big investment financially for sure but even mentally it's it's something that you can do all the time anytime wherever you are you're not forced to go write in a journal in the corner for 30 minutes every morning or you know something like that make it whatever it is for you we're giving some ideas and some high level things but taking it and customizing it is where i mean there's so much power in that again it goes back to intention to desire to making the decision yeah totally every every moment of every day you get to make a decision and you know i use i use the doorway as a reminder like every door that i walk through because there are doors in our lives right every door that i walk through i will determine how do i want to feel and it's like it's become automatic now how do i want to feel what do i want to bring into this room because right i'm i'm talking to you from my studio right mm-hmm. if i go if i come through the door of the studio and i you know i uh, i sit down at my computer and i'm like well God, there's a lot of work to do today and yeah i don't know and i turn into eeyore <laughs> my work I'm like oh well you know yeah, yeah. some work uh, yeah. my work is going to be terrible and i'm not going to lift people up i'm not even going to lift myself up 
And so the reminder of the doorway, how do I want to be coming into this space? Um, I think it was, I think it was Oprah Winfrey that had a a beautiful uh, sign in her green room. And it said, be very mindful of the energy you bring into this space. Mm. And it's, it's like, absolutely right. Yes. So every day, and what you're saying is, how much does that cost? Uh, it's a whole lot less than the negative thinking that you right. <laughs> that that you could have brought with you. So right, so be very mindful. Is it's about what are you choosing? What are you choosing to focus on? Right? What are you choosing to focus on? And we all get to decide that. That's that's uh, that is within our control. There's a lot of things that are not in our control, but that one is in our our control. Yep. Yep. I mean, I could talk to you for hours. I I feel like this time has gone so fast. Um, Before we wrap up, I I did want to just get your thoughts on one last thing. So we've talked a lot about, you know, releasing our grip from negative thoughts. We've talked about mindset. We've talked about decision. We've talked about the importance of the I am statement and what comes after that. Is there one piece of advice you'd like to leave with the listeners to help them get started on this journey, or maybe somebody who's tried this before and is skeptical or is there a piece of advice you'd, you'd leave the audience with today? Yeah, I think it's really important to remember that the, the biggest thing that you have is your freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And that is the freedom to choose and really to understand that the, the more aware you are that you have choice, the more choices you have. And the more choices you have, the more awareness you have, and you end up with an outward upward spiral. And it's what I call spiraling toward freedom. I mean, you really do get a sense of, I have more choice than I thought. And then you start to look for more choices, more places where you do have choice. You're in control. You're in, you've got control, more control of your life than you probably think. And so I would just say, in wrapping up that this is a really great time for you to step into your powerful presence. The world needs you, your unique voice, your unique energy, your unique laughter, your unique way of lifting the people around you and especially lifting yourself. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things we can be sucked into. There's a lot of bad out there. And we can't fix the bad by adding more negative to it. We fix the bad by vibrating at a, at a higher level, by being that joy, that beacon mm-hmm. for others. And so, I mean, again, I could go on and on <laughs> about this because obviously I'm passionate about it. So No, and I am too. I was watching the clock. I didn't, I was like, oh my gosh, it's really this time it's been this fast, but uh, maybe I'll have you back again. And we can, we can dig into this a little more because there's so much goodness here. And I I really appreciate you sharing your perspectives on this episode and just your, your thoughts. You're correcting me. I, I, I'm changed in a positive way because of this conversation. So I really appreciate that too. I I love feedback like that. That's uh, um, I just, I, that, that's another area of growth, right? Being able to accept feedback and totally. incorporating it and being aware of it. So thanks for being open to it. That was awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so before we, we close out here, can you tell the listeners how they can find out more about you? 
Yeah, please. I uh, So if you spell my name right, you're going to find me, right? Wayne Purnell, W-A-Y-N-E, Purnell, P-E-R-N-E-L-L. Uh, a lot of people try to use different vowels. It's just E's in my last name, Purnell. And um, on my website, you know, there's a couple of free things that you can get. I have a Powerful Presence Masterclass that is free. It's like a 40-minute teaching. I shot it professionally. Uh, it takes you from desire to destination. And it is, I think it will really, really help you, uh, any any of our audience members. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's the reason I shot it, right? So I don't think this will help anybody. Let me treat it as <laughs> like, no. Let me go ahead and make <laughs> this. <laughs> uh, the other is the one of my best-selling books here is available for download. It's called The Significance Factor, The Significance Factor. And that's available for download at, uh, waynepurnell.com so please yeah visit me also i have wednesdays with wayne i have a free blog every wednesday get a little dose of me in your inbox and uh and you can sign up there too awesome. so and you have a podcast as well right i do <clears throat> i'll put on my podcast voice for you one <laughs> sharp sword cutting through to what matters most so yeah <laughs> one sharp sword is my podcast and um that's a lot of fun Okay. Awesome. I'm going to link to everything in the show notes so that the listeners can find it quickly Thank you. Uh, and they can reach out to you. So again, Wayne, thank you so much for being on the show this week. This has been a great conversation. Thank it's, you. It's been really wonderful, Sloan. I'm, I'm excited about uh, being here. Like, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> great. Thank you. Cool. Wow. How about that for an amazing interview? That was, that went so fast. I thought, we had only been talking 10 minutes and I looked at the clock and it had been 45 minutes. There was so much I could have talked about with Wayne and I'm definitely going to try to have him back on after the first of the year. So much good stuff in this interview today. I loved how he called me out on when I said my negative thoughts as I was identifying as they were mine, as if I owned them or something and I don't want anything to do with them. So I loved how he called that out and brought me to my brought, my, brought my attention to my language because our language is so important that that's the basis of the show, right? We create what we speak and we, that, that phrase, I am being so important because whatever comes after that, that's what we're going to believe. So I just loved this interview. I hope you, you did as well. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Make sure you visit my website, sloanfremont.com. You can sign up for my newsletter and that way you'll always be notified when I when a new podcast is uh, available. And while you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you would leave a positive review in your favorite podcast player. And also don't forget, I have my Create What You Speak Academy, createwhatyouspeak.com. And this is where you get to take what you learn in the podcast and apply it in your own life. So visit createwhatyouspeak.com. All right. Again, thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week where I will continue to give you real life solutions to live free in an unfree world. 